It's time for the Smart Money Questions Podcast with Matt Hausman. This is the show that provides you with a sound financial education and helps you avoid financial pitfalls. Make sure you are asking the right questions by listening to the Smart Money Questions Podcast. Welcome to the first edition of Smart Money Questions, a great podcast launching with Matt Hausman, founder of Old Security Group, serving you in Metro Philadelphia, Delaware, and Northeast Maryland as well. I'm Walter Sorholt. Thanks so much for joining us for our first podcast. And Matt, this is exciting because we have a great future ahead of us where there are going to be just many great topics covered to help people better prepare for their financial future. Tell us a little bit about why we're hosting this podcast and what we hope to achieve out of it for folks. Walter, I'm excited because I'm looking at this as another medium to get the correct information out to people. I always joke that so many times people will come in and talk to me and they always have the master's degree that they got at the water cooler at work. (laughs) And so this will actually be able to get people over that aspect that that's where the best information comes from. So I'm excited to do it and really looking forward to getting the right message out. Well, the very first podcast you might have seen it titled as Rookie Mistakes, and that's what we're going to cover today. And now, one caveat here. Uh, Even though we're calling these rookie mistakes, we often see the same mistakes being made by people who have been investing for a long time. I kind of think of it like football, Matt, when uh, you have that 15-year veteran receiver running across the middle, beautiful pass delivered right to him, but right before he catches it, he turns up field to start running and to look who's about to hit him, and so he forgets to first catch the football and drops it. You always hear the announcers say, what, that uh, he forgot one of the fundamentals? He made a rookie mistake and started running with the ball before he caught it. We see that happen in the financial landscape all the time as well. So we've got a couple of rookie mistakes to be on the lookout for to make sure you don't commit these mistakes as well, no matter how long you've been in the uh, investing and saving world. One important one, Matt, would be investing with no purpose. Uh, What does that look like in your eyes, and why is it such a big rookie mistake to make? Well, what I see a lot when people will come in and will actually start analyzing what they have And I I do a couple reports for them and I start asking them, okay, what was this here for? Okay, why are we doing that? And inevitably, they always come back and say, I don't know. I thought I was supposed to. I compare it to uh, going to the grocery store hungry. We always just throw a bunch of stuff in there, but it doesn't really make a rhyme or reason. And most of it stays in the cupboard, not being eaten. (laughs) So helping people understand why they're investing and going through the purposes of different money. I always say position with purpose because uh, all money doesn't have the same purpose, so it shouldn't all be invested the same way. And so that's the biggest thing that we try and help clients with is to be able to recognize what we're doing and why we're doing it. I like your analogy because you go to the grocery store without a list, something that I do pretty much every week, and you come home with a kind of bunch of uh, random items in your cart. And what's always so funny is I know that I went there with the specific purpose to get dinner for that night, and I definitely got the meat, I definitely got dessert, and then definitely got a whole bunch of snacks and drinks, but always forget for some reason the vegetables. (laughs) And so then you get home (laughs) and you don't have that essential component that would have completed the meal for that night. I guess the same thing can happen in your portfolio. You get all this random assortment of stuff, but you don't have sort of that well-balanced diet. 
That's correct. So again, investments with no purpose, you've got to be aware of making that rookie mistake. All right, another good one to cover here, Matt, would be not understanding risk. Everybody's got to be guilty at this at some point in time. Absolutely. And you know, it, it, it speaks firsthand. I remember speaking with my father years ago uh, in 2009, and he was questioning why his money had fallen so bad in 2008. It was much worse than what happened like for the S&P in 2008. And when we went to go analyze what it was, he had all of his money inside his 403B, and he only had five options. And of the five options, they were so much riskier than even what the S&P was, which is why he lost about 72%. So not having an understanding on what he was really investing in really ended up costing him in that time period. Yeah, I think it's a really good point that you make there. Not understanding risk being such an important element of the planning process. I mean, the reason that we highlight this, Matt, is because the consequences of not understanding your risk are pretty high, right? I mean, this is something that can be really devastating to a financial plan. Oh, absolutely. And and speaking of my dad, the, the one thing that I was so happy with is he didn't sell at that time. He was able to write it out and eventually was able to get out of that hole, but so many people won't necessarily do that. They pull the trigger. How often do you see people come into your office and you look at their portfolio and then you see the fact that maybe they understand their risk, but still there's some sort of, uh, you know, out of whack thing happening where their risk is way more than they thought it was or than they really wanted or maybe it's maybe it's the opposite direction they have uh, they're not taking enough risk for for their age or for their situation i mean is this a is this a weekly or or monthly or or only a you know a couple times a year kind of basis it's at least weekly where the risk doesn't match what the client thought it was whether it's what you were saying they thought they were taking on more risk and they were willing to do it, but yet the portfolio they had was more conservative or vice versa. Is It's got to be at least a couple times a week when we see uh, new clients that that's what their portfolios look like. Very, very popular rookie mistake, not understanding the risk that you're taking. Uh, this next one, Matt, might be a little bit debatable. Uh, it's probably one of those things where a balance of it is very important. But it's often a rookie mistake to make emotional decisions. That emotional decision-making has bitten a lot of people to make bad decisions. Absolutely. Um, I can think of just in the last year, just speaking with our clients and first quarter of last year, we had a little bit of a market correction. A lot of fear stepped into them and then it repeated itself with the Brexit. And the interesting thing in both of those scenarios is if they would have allowed their emotions and quite frankly, listening to all of the media outlets thinking that the shoe has finally dropped (laughs) is that if they would have made that mistake at that time, it really would have cost them because in both cases, the market roared back. Yeah, the uh, the Brexit situation, uh, Trump's election, same thing happened, and we've seen it in uh, recent times as well. I think with what news uh, back when Greece was in the headlines, this is a while back now, I suppose. But you know, there would be news that it was going to be a devastating moment for Greece or China, and the markets would react for a day or two and then come right back. And uh, or even a little bit longer than that, Walter. You know, sure. uh, if you go back and look at the Brexit, it was uh, what about two and a half weeks, and it fell pretty quickly. And but it it rose not quite as fast. But speaking about China, Greece, Greece has been spoke about multiple times. It really is something that people 
And that goes to understanding back to investment with purpose and understanding the risk that you are, that you have, that you should be able to have that money go through those time periods because they are going to happen. Yeah. Now to be fair, let me play devil's advocate though. And this is where I think the, uh, you know, you have to be careful of saying, yeah, don't ever make emotional decisions because once we start talking about things like retirement planning and some of the other factors that might go into, uh, you know, getting ready for your financial future, emotions can actually play an important role. Um, you want to consider how you're going to feel about a certain situation. Like, for example, uh, a lot of debate goes into whether you should pay your house off early or keep the mortgage to take advantage of low interest rates. But some people just feel better having debt paid off even if it's not necessarily the you know financially uh, efficient way to go about things. Do you ever allow emotions to play a role in the decision-making as long as they're not driving the decisions? Actually, we do. Uh, and you bring up a good point. For instance, with the, the mortgage scenario uh, or even with the development of a portfolio for a client, but the mortgage scenario is I always want to talk clients through First of all, why do they want to have it paid off? What's going to be the benefit to them? And then we also look at the cons. I always caution them as well, especially as you go into retirement, that one of the benefits you will have is not having that mortgage payment. You're not going to be as happy when you see a tax deduction. So really walking them through that and coaching them and, and me being able to see what their emotions are showing me helps me guide them through that scenario. Same can be said for developing a portfolio. I probably spend 90% of my time trying to gauge their emotional reaction to actual loss in the reports we provide more than the gain. I always joke, I said, you know, if, if the market's doing well or your portfolio is doing well, the reality is you're happy. You're not, quite frankly, you're not calling me. You're mm. not coming to our client events. But when the market goes down, the phone gets picked up. <laughs> <laughs> people people so, get a little bit more emotional about things, yeah. Exactly, yeah. right. Especially in retirement. I always let clients know, you know, the one thing from an emotional standpoint that happens, there's a big paradigm shift that when you go from receiving a paycheck to now whatever you've accumulated becomes your paycheck. Your risk factor dramatically decreases. So when we're doing planning and we're outside of that retirement date leading to it, is we always want to caution on how much risk they really want to take. These are a couple of good rookie mistakes that, yes, rookies make, but some of us who have been in the investing or planning game a long time might even make. Maybe you've done it yourself your whole life, and uh, for 30 years you've been kind of managing your own portfolio, and uh, you kind of get to this point where you start slipping a little bit, making some of these mistakes. Maybe it's emotions playing a factor. Maybe it's not understanding your risk anymore as you get closer to retirement. These are very common things, and uh, that's why it's good to talk about them and, and kind of uncover them from time to time. I'm sure you see this all the time too, Matt, and this would be another rookie mistake, falling for the hot tips. We even get these suggestions sometimes, Matt, from what we'd consider reliable sources, but really need to be aware of the hot tips sort of driving financial decisions. Absolutely. I compare it to fishing and gambling, and uh, especially the gambler, is that they never talk about their losses. They only talk about the times they win. <laughs> That's right. And you really want to you know, you want to analyze where you're getting the information from. For instance, there are numerous personalities on TV that are always offering stock tips or market analysis or some type of um, prediction. I can think of numerous ones. 
And I always suggest, you know, you really want to look at what their agenda is before you take the tip. Many times it's selling a book, it's selling a newsletter, it's buying their software. And so it really is important to review where that quote hot tip is coming from. And and I would just go ahead. If it's the brother-in-law, I would forget it. <laughs> uh, yeah, don't mix uh, like you don't mix family and business. Don't mix family and investing if you if you can. Right. Uh, just to con- right. consider the sources of these things. Are, are they expert friends, quote unquote? Um, just be careful of those. That's the hot tips that many people fall for. All right. One more rookie mistake before we get out of Dodge. Matt, and this one is forgetting about the fees in your portfolio. For some reason, people, you know, we're so conscientious about what we spend and how much it costs us. Yet when it comes to our portfolios, there are many of us who just kind of forget about fees, or maybe it's more of an ostrich kind of thing where we stick our head in the sand. But for some reason, we look over that very important aspect of a plan. It's so true because I find that uh, when we actually go through for a prospective client, what fees they're paying currently, they quite frankly are amazed because if they don't actually see that deduction on their statement, which for instance, within a 401k variable annuities, uh, expense ratios and mutual funds, you're not going to see that. But then when we expose it, they're quite frankly, especially in the case of variable annuities, they're shocked. I had one particular client come on board with us about three years ago. And when we went through it, and she realized that they were paying $23,000 a year in fees on their variable annuities. She told me she went home and was physically ill for a day. Wow. And uh, so it really is important to have an understanding on what you're actually paying because what in the reality is it ends up becoming just a reduction of the rate of return you're receiving on that investment. Amazing to see some of these rookie mistakes. Uh, we covered kind of a, a wide array here, Matt. If I'm listening to the show today and I see some of these rookie mistakes being talked about, not understanding risk or investing with no purpose, just sort of having that grocery cart of, of random items in there, uh, maybe I've made some emotional decisions and I can't kind of uh, stop that habit. Uh, or maybe it's the fees I'm forgetting or some of the other things we talked about. And I want to come in and address some of these things with you. How do you help me avoid these mistakes? What's your planning process look like? Give us a little peek behind the curtain of how you do things at Old Security Group. Absolutely. So the first thing we do when a, when a client comes in is I call it the snapshot. And that's where we, we want them to see everything that they have now. And that's where, like I mentioned earlier, where we're asking questions why, why is this here? Why is that there? We want the client, first of all, to understand everything that they have. I find that that usually is uh, only about 10% of the clients actually have an understanding on what they have. And then we go through the process where we're going to educate the client on the recommendations. And they're going to work with us. That's where I mentioned talking about risk, me analyzing what their emotional state is when we talk about risk within the portfolio, possibly even moving money to cash. What are they going to be doing for a distribution plan? Where's that income going to come from? And that is kind of all put together for them. And then usually in the third appointment is where, quite frankly, I've flooded them with a ton of information and they come back and it's just a strictly question and answer period for them to really make sure they have an understanding on what we've proposed and then moving forward. 
If you'd like to have that kind of conversation, you haven't had it before, and would like to come in and meet with Matt Hausman and the team at Old Security Group, you can do that by calling 610-719-3003. Again, 610-719-3003. And you can also do it through the website, smartmoneyquestions.com. Again, that's smartmoneyquestions.com. And you can meet with Matt in one of the offices in Westchester, Pennsylvania, or over in Newark, Delaware, two convenient locations for you to come in and say hello. This has been Smart Money Questions, the podcast that helps you get better for your financial future. Coming up on the next podcast, we'll continue talking about mistakes, but instead of rookie mistakes, we'll specifically dive into beneficiary mistakes. Some of the really important, may seem simple, but some of the really important things need to make sure that you address when electing beneficiaries for your accounts. Got to make sure that these things are in line to avoid major problems down the road. We'll talk about that on the next podcast. This is Smart Money Questions.